Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome along to the Arsenal Cannon podcast experience. Once again with me, Daniel Finton, and of course, Alfie Colshaw, two guys who think they're entertaining and somewhat know what they're talking about. We're glad to have you along, and let's embark on an audible expedition that can hopefully leave you at least mildly satisfied. Alfie, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm good. It's been a while. It's been ages. It's been I think a, the, the last game was what? I think it was Huddersfield away we talked about. A lot has yes. happened since then, anyway. Yes, you are right. Yes, I went mm. to the Emirates Stadium for the first time. Mm. I met Sir Alfie Colshaw in the flesh. Yeah. Granted, we only got to speak for about five minutes <laughs> at most in person. Yeah. Because someone was running extremely late was, for the game. Yeah, I was very <laughs> late. <laughs> That's all right. In fact, what we, I think we missed the first 10 minutes or something. Yeah, once we once we got to our seats, uh, Lacazette mm. scored the first goal. Yeah, Lit- so. pretty much literally. Yeah, so that mm. was that was nice. And the whole time I was there, Arsenal managed not to lose. So yeah. just three, saying, I am, three games, wasn't it? Yes, I am the I am a lucky charm. And if anybody mm. has a place where me and my girlfriend can live for free, <laughs> I'd be happy to go there. And if you could give me a season ticket for free as well, that would be wonderful. <laughs> I'm sure you'll get loads of people. I'm sure I'll get, that. yeah, definitely. Out of our 60 listeners, I'm sure yeah. at least there's, half there's of There's got to be at least one willing to give away a, what, a £500,000 house in London for free. Yeah, I mean, it's not, I just, I deserve it, you know. We didn't mm. lose the whole entire time that I was there. So if not, if exactly. you don't want me to live there, then you're just selfish. So. Lucky charm. Exactly. And you need me. A lot has weather. happened since we've since since we did last that put. I mean, a lot, yeah. We lost to Bate Borisov. We beat Bate Borisov. We beat <laughs> Southampton and Bournemouth in brilliant performances. We got a great result against Spurs. It was, it was kind of unfortunate we didn't get to speak about that because I had a lot to say about that game. Um, we beat game. United. We beat Wren. We lost to Wren. A lot has happened <laughs> and a lot has changed since then. It's been it's been quite. Quite up and down. Yeah. But I think... I'll say mainly up since then. It was only news to a uh, League Cup game. Sorry, uh, Europa League first legs yeah. that were disappointed. Yeah, and I'm, I don't really care if we're losing games as long as we're going through the next stage. And I'm sure that most of the people listening to this, and most people not listening to this, would agree with that as well. Yeah, exactly. But now we have Napoli in the, mm. next, in the next round in the quarterfinals of the Europa mm. League. We'll touch on that a little bit briefly. And then we have a special segment basically of today's podcast yep. that, that sir alfie came up with and i love the yeah, idea well i stole it but oh oh yeah that's right you told me that <laughs> well obviously all the big you know all the big arsenal podcasts are doing it you know Arsecast, the arsenal vision podcast obviously we had to do it as well you know yeah we're one of the been we're bigger than for that. It. exactly so <laughs> yeah well before we get into the to that special event coming later on in the show. Yeah. And also before we stay talk about tuned the in. quarterfinal, yep, stay tuned for that. Do not stop listening. If you do, you will cry. You're We're going to talk about some, yes, exactly. We're going to talk about some Arsenal news. I wrote down about five or six little brief things that happened as of recently. Me and Alfie are going to discuss each one of these segments. So to start things off, Gunners, the Gunners, the Reds of London, Arsenal, Unai Emery's Red Army misses out on Spanish technical director Munchie. Yep. Who ends up 
opting for, and I'm quoting him, by the way, I did not choose this word, and frankly, I'm quite aghast that he chose this word. He opted for the seductive Sevilla deal. Seductive? Yes. That is he quite said, strange. He said he was seduced by Sevilla's seduced. offer. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if maybe the translation on that was a bit sketchy, but... Well, you never know. But he might be you a nonce. Know. He is bald. So. <laughs> be a nonce. Yeah, he is bald. <laughs> that is true. But um, nonetheless, we miss out on Manchi. Alfie, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I reported this to my Instagram initially that Monchi was going to be coming to Arsenal because, little plug here, I have an Arsenal fan page. Go and follow me almost at 19k. But, yeah, I, I reported this to my Instagram and initially I wrote uh, head of recruitment. This was like a few weeks ago because I wasn't actually aware of the job that was given him. So th- I wouldn't say this is an area that I'm an expert on, but it seems like it is a bit I don't know, maybe slightly embarrassing to, for the club because it was pretty uh, publicly obvious that we were we were chasing him. And, you know, he, he had a good track record. He, you know, he, he'd scouted quite a number of players uh, who went to Sevilla. I think he got, you know, Benega, who he'd been linked with, you know. Uh, did he get... No, he didn't get him. He got, he, he got a few players that he'd, he'd Danny sort of Alves picked up. Yeah, Danny Alves, yeah. So, in that sense, it's disappointing. But at the same time, if you look at all of these, you know, chief executives and, you know, technical directors that we've been linked with, they've all had quite a few players they picked up with. So, and also he's done a disastrous job at Roma, apparently. So, I don't, I don't know how much of a miss it is, but, because I'm not an expert in this field, but it appears to be slightly embarrassing yeah. from the point of view of the club. Yeah, I mean, I to be honest with you, I mean, I made a YouTube video about it because yeah, I, I thought that. it was, I thought yeah, it was all was but con- thanks. I thought it was all but confirmed that he was going to be coming into us. So yeah, I think on that front, it is a bit embarrassing. But if you listen to his quotes and you see like what he said on Twitter and Instagram or whatever social media platform I, that he used, mm. it really genuinely just kind of seems like he has a special place in his heart for Sevilla. Yeah. Um, I don't think that he opted to take the Sevilla job simply down to the fact that he thought that they would better help him flex his muscles in the transfer <laughs> market or anything like that. I think that it probably came down to the fact that, I mean, the guy's Spanish, you know, he's yeah. had the role at Sevilla before. He was loved there. That's where he did his best work as well. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not too despondent about it. Now, if he was to go to somewhere like PSG, or maybe, I don't know, Manchester United, that would be humiliating. Yeah. But since he's gone back to his former club, I'm not too embarrassed about it. And like you, I'm not a genius in this field at all. Exactly. But I do know that he did bring in some good players on a cheap and then sell them for a significantly bigger fee. And that is something that Arsenal are looking to do in the future, considering Mm. we're seemingly becoming more serious about basically – becoming the self-sustainable model that we've been yeah. supposed to be for the past few seasons. Um, but we miss out on Munchie. It's really, at the end of the day, It's a shame, on. but it, we'll have to see who we get in and we'll have to see what exactly. they do in their job. Mark exactly. Overmars has been linked, obviously. I put that also on my story, off, sorry, on my Instagram after Munchie had left. 
sorry, after Montreal had been ruled out because he'd gone to Sevilla. And a lot of people were saying, I wanted Mark Overmars in the first place because I want ex-players at the club. So, you know, and apparently he's done an excellent job at Ajax. So, you know, maybe Overmars is the better option anyway, but apparently that's been ruled out as well. Yep. Uh, and yeah, perfect transition, Alfie. Thank you very much. <laughs> Unfortunately, Overmars has been ruled out as well. As he signed, yep, he signed a new deal with Ajax in the Dutch league. So it does not look like he will be getting Mark Overmars mm. in the club either. Now, I will say, Alfie, I have a hypothesis on this that I don't mm. know if it's true, but it could be. Mm. I genuinely believe that Mark Overmars probably was watching from a distance and saw that Arsenal were extremely interested in Munchie. And it looked like we were a lot more interested in Munchie than Overmars. So I think that Overmars might have been watching from a distance and seeing that and said, well, you know what? They don't want me that much. So I'm just going to go ahead and sign a new deal with Ajax. And that, that, that's not something that's new to us, really. You know, that's happened yeah. before. So what are your thoughts on Overmars, though? I don't know if um, I can say we rejected us, but he's still staying at Ajax. Perhaps, perhaps that is the theory. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. However, I've also seen that, that obviously this is just a new contract he signed. He hasn't, it's not like he's completely been ruled out. True. I've seen rumours that he'll come in the summer. He wants to finish the season and... You know, we'll get him in the summer. We may have to pay, pay a bit more because he's just signed a new contract. But that was to just sort of dispel rumours currently. I've seen those rumours. We obviously don't know if they're true. But, yeah, even when I put out the official, sorry, the initial uh, Monchi post, I had a lot of people in the comments saying, oh, I'd, I'd rather get Overmars then. So, you know, he seems to be, obviously, he's very popular among the fans. I don't remember him playing, but because I'm yeah. too young, but he was a very good player and he'll have that rapport immediately. Obviously, technical directors don't have that much day-to-day influence with fans, you know, day-to-day interactions, but fans do want to see more ex-players come into the club. You've seen Martin Keown talk about it on numerous occasions and it, he would have been a perfect replacement for Sven Mislintat or it's slightly different role, but he would have been the perfect appointment. So it's disappointing, but you know, we don't know if it's completely ruled out. And again, it depends who we actually end up bringing in. I've heard rumours of um, the guy that's currently at Lille. Uh, sorry, yeah, I think he's at Lille. Um, and he was the Monaco guy and he brought in the likes of uh, Mbappe. Uh, who are the others? Uh, Bernardo Silva, Fabinho, Lamar. He brought in that basically that whole yeah. team that beat Champions League to the, to the title. Sorry, PSG to the title that season. So... He would be good as well. They've all got these impressive names. Um, apart from Overmars, I suppose he's quite new in this this area. But yeah, I I, I can't. I, I'm not too despondent about this sort of thing. I'm more worried about players signing than technical directors. But obviously, this is a huge part of the football club at the moment, so it is important. But not knowing that much about technical directors, I'm not that despondent, as you said. Yeah. And I, I agree 100%. And like you said, you know, it, it's a good thing that Arsenal are interested in so many really impressive technical directors and things like that. You know, it's it's showing a real high amount of ambition, I think, yeah. on that front. Yeah. And it really does seem like um, the club is, is super serious now on maybe 
bringing in guys that know under the radar younger players and we'll just yeah we got to play it by year and we'll see what happens at the end of the day so moving on from the technical directors let's move on to a piece of news about a player actually a player in-house and I've got to be honest with you I'm going to tell you my thoughts on this before I reveal it I think that this is complete and utter bullshit because, I don't know what this is I'm excited yep I think it's complete and utter bullshit because the uh, media outlet that released it basically the we're not even going to say the name and Alfie I don't want you to say <laughs> the name of the podcast because they can fuck off for all I care um, it starts with an S. You know exactly what I'm talking I'll about. Yeah. And they claim Arsenal are reportedly considering oh, I think sending Dennis Suarez back to Barcelona. Oh. That is not what I heard, but I have seen that rumor. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's true. It's, I, don't, that, I think that's complete bullshit. It's not going to happen before the season ends. Maybe in the summer, I wouldn't be that surprised. I mean, he hasn't really played so far, so we can't really make a judgment. But Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I, yeah. I want to clarify. By the way, Dennis Suarez has been at the club for less than two months. Yeah. And apparently we're already considering sending him back. I just think that that is completely fabricated. It's a, mm. I just think it's a complete lie, to be mm. honest with you. And yeah, well, the, the, was the report saying before the season ended? No, no, just at the end of the season. Oh, I don't know. That could be... Well, I don't think they've decided yet. I think that's what... It's yeah, that's what I mean. Slide. I don't think they've decided. Yeah, no, I don't think they I think they'll wait till the end of the season when they actually have to make the decision and just base it off how well that he's done, how well they think he could incorporate himself into the team on a full-time basis. You know, we haven't really seen him. You know, since he's come in, Mkhitaryan just came back just as he was joining. Uh, Mkhitaryan's been excellent since then. Maybe he's, Mkhitaryan's been influenced by the arrival of Denis Suarez. Um, Iwobi's been in pretty good form. Arzul's come back into the team and played relatively well. Ramsey's put in good performances. Uh, so it's been difficult for him to get game time. You know, I haven't really looked at many of the fixtures we've had and said I would like him to start just because uh, how well our other players have, have been playing. So, yeah, it's a difficult one to know at the moment. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him get a few more minutes. He has to start at some point just so he can see whether we should be investing in him <laughs> in the long term. Definitely, yeah. And the release clause set around him, it's it's been reported as a different amount from various outlets, but it seems mm. to be somewhere in the region of about eighteen to twenty five million pounds, um, yeah. which is not really a lot of money for a player mm. like himself. You know, he is very versatile, can play in multiple positions, and maybe maybe he was just brought in to to be a kind of utility player like a Danny mm. Welbeck and like a like a Mohamed Elneny kind of guy, but. Mm. We'll see. And we also maybe to raise the performances of the players we already had, who we knew were capable of more, but they weren't showing it in the first half of the season. Quite possible. Yep, certainly. Because, you know, you look at Mesut Ozil, I think especially, Mesut Ozil and Mkhitaryan especially, since he mm. came in, really have just elevated their performances exponentially. So, yeah, quite possible. But I just do not think that a decision on that has been made yet. And I think it was a complete lie. But moving on. 
let's talk about another player in-house. And this isn't really any piece of news or anything like that, but it's just kind of, I wanted to give him a mention just because of how impressive he's been as of recently. And that is Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Big old man like Ainsley. Man like Ainsley blood. He come in, <laughs> he come in, in the past two games and has played in right back in the right back yeah, position yeah. in both of those games and has played really, really well. And looks like he's forcing himself back into the team. He just, to me, I've always liked this guy. He's got some unfair criticism recently. But, mm. I mean, at the end of the day, you put him in any position out there and he's going to just, he's going to try his ass off. You know, he mm. really, really wants a spot in this team. So, Alfie, what do you make of Ainsley Maitland-Niles' recent good form? Yeah, I think it was impossible to go in to go through this whole podcast um, after having not made any for like the last month or so to not mention this guy. You know how good he has been since, particularly in the last few games. I think it was that Huddersfield game, which was the last game we spoke about, where he got a bit of criticism. Remember us both criticizing him slightly. We weren't really laying into him, but we were right. saying there was elements of his game that he needed to improve. Um, you know, remember that game? We kept giving the ball away in stupid areas, but he has been very impressive, particularly even in the first half against United, I felt he looked a bit shaky. You know, Luke Shaw was getting in behind him a few times. He was getting into decent areas and he wasn't really tracking him. I know he's playing as a wing back, so it wasn't solely on him, but he was getting beat a few times and he looked a bit nervous going forward. But in the second half of that game, he was exceptional. You know, some of his defensive performances, you know, it's the tackles he was making, he was getting back, making good recoveries, uh, getting forward into dangerous areas. And that was even topped against Wren. You know, he was excellent against Wren. I was at that game. It was a constant outlet on the right-hand side. You know, you often associate Arsenal this season when Kalasanac has been playing on the left wing, uh, left wing back role. So, of all of our attacking player coming down that left-hand side, that was where all our threat was. But against Wren, particularly in the first half, it was coming down the right-hand side just as much as it wasn't down the left-hand side, if not more. You know, he made the first goal pretty much. He came he came back inside, played it to Ramsey. Ramsey cut in for a Bamiyang. You know, he's a threat going forward with his pace and his ability to stay composed in those sorts of areas and pick out key passes. But also defensively, you know, he's tested him a few times. Um, I think Ben Arthur was coming off that side as well at times. Yeah. And then there was another guy, I can't remember who it was, um, who was caused, trying to cause him problems, but he defended very well. And yeah, I've been impressed with him. Obviously, he's the versatile player that we, we've we seen for several several years now, actually. Um, and I don't know what you think about this, but he's got the attributes of a typical wing-back slash full-back. Do you see a long-term future for him there? Because... I don't know. Obviously, he's not going to get in above Bellerin when Bellerin comes back, but I, I don't know. I, I see him as a long-term fullback, to be honest. I'd like to see him play in midfield, but yeah, I don't know. I, are the, thing the opportunities is, going to come there? No, to be honest with you, I don't think they are, because the thing is about it, you know, you look at our midfield at the moment, really, and, you know, it's Matteo Guendouzi, stellar this season, exceed, you know, is went over expectations like substantially granted jock i think has improved immensely this season under unai emery yeah. and obviously lucas torreira has been a huge hit since he's come into the club so to be honest with you no i don't really think that there's a place for him in that midfield and i completely agree with you actually i think that the long-term future if there is one for ainsley maitland niles 
is going to be playing in that fullback or wingback kind of position. And I, yeah, I think if he keeps putting in good performances like this, it could do nothing but help the club at the end of the day, because now when, when Bellerin comes back, he doesn't just say, right. Okay. Well, I'm, because let's have it right. He is still the best right back at the club, but he can't just come in and be like, well, I'm head and shoulders over the next best right back at the club. Mm. Now he has been for a few years now. Yeah, exactly. And now there's going to be some sort of pressure on him from a Mm. kid, you know, a a young kid that's come through the Academy at Arsenal, you know, and provides a relatively similar threat coming down the right Tector Bellerin as well. You know, he's incredibly fast, you know, he's electric down the wing. So Mm. uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I think that, yeah, Maitland Niles long-term future probably does lie in the fullback or wingback Mm. position. And at the same time, we've uh, it, it, as we're talking about Suarez elevating Mkhitaryan's game, we've seen Bellerin respond to a bit of competition. If you look earlier this season, Lichtsteiner came in. Lichtsteiner looked like he was really going to threaten Bellerin at the start of the season. That was sort of what Lichtsteiner was brought into. Bellerin's game was elevated. This made the Niles a better option than Lichtsteiner um, for me, and I think most people would agree. Yeah. It's going it, to, well, it'll be interesting to see how Bellerin responds when he comes back, but hopefully it'll elevate Bellerin's game even further. So, yeah, I would agree with that. Yep. So, and hopefully so. And I'll tell you what, that's a, another good transition into our next topic. Uh, this was, I broke this up into two pieces of news, but really it's kind of just one. We're just interested in two players on the opposite fullback position, and that is the left back position. And I think. Mm. It's relatively common knowledge at this point that Arsenal are certainly looking to bring in another left back because we yep. do need competition on that side as well. Kalashinak is really starting to prove to everyone that he is certainly not a fullback. He's a mm. wingback or or a winger. You know, he's not mm. a fullback. That is... Wingback, wingback. Yeah, yeah, wingback rather, yeah. So... We're interested in two fullbacks at the moment, both young. You've probably heard the rumors if you if you have any form of social media, really. We're reportedly interested in, first of all, I just want to give a shout-out to Alfie Coleshaw. Yeah. He called this one a, a few podcasts ago, really. I did. And it is that of Scotland international Kieran Tierney from Celtic. Mm-hmm. The 21-year-old is also attracting interest from his former manager, Brendan Rodgers, who is currently coaching Leicester City. Alfie, obviously, you wouldn't be opposed to this signing at all. But nope. there is another name that we've been linked with as well. Mm. And it's Nicholas 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 Tagliafico from yeah. Ajax. The 26-year-old Argentine has also attracted interest from Atletico Madrid. And the figure, I just want to say this, the figure around Tagliafico is tiny. It's about what 10 it? mil, about 10 million really? pounds. Yeah. And so, I mean, that really kind well, of just sounds like an RC. If that's plan. true, we are signing him because you know <laughs> the money we want. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, you're looking at the other ones, Tierney, 30 million, probably oh. 25 million. Yeah, definitely. Um, Chilwell has also been mentioned, you right, know, 40, 40 million because he's English. Yeah. Uh, the other one that's been mentioned as well, you didn't say Grimaldo from Grimaldo, Benfico. Yep. Benfica, Benfica, he would probably be, you know, 35 million, 40 million. Something yeah. ridiculous. So, yeah. Uh, Taglifico, we're going to sign him. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. But we will. But also, Atletico Madrid are in the mix. 
And when a club like Atletico Madrid, who've been to numerous Champions League finals in the past couple in the past few seasons mm-hmm. and have won their Europa League last season, in fact, knocking out yours truly, it's awesome. never yes, it's yeah. never um, never set in stone that we'll sign a player because you know you look at for example when we signed Alexandre Lacazette, we were basically in a race with Atletico to sign him, and it looked like mm-hmm. Atletico was going to beat us to him, but they got this. The transfer ban. We were like, <laughs> we just snapped them up. So mm. we'll see with that. Um, I do think, in my opinion, I do think we'll bring in one of those two players. Um, the more likely, like you said, Alfie is probably the Tagliafico guy because he's about 10 million pounds. I mean, come on. That's an yeah. Arsenal signing all day. I, w- I would personally, I would like to see maybe a Kieran Tierney though, because, you know, mm. I just, I like when we bring in like the really, really young players. So, out of the two, though, who would you prefer? Uh, out of the two, uh, I think Tagliafico is currently the better player. You know, he's playing in a slightly better league. They're not great leagues, either of them. He's also, you know, he's exceeding in the Champions League. What are they? They're in the quarterfinals now. You yep. know, they just beat Real Madrid 4-1. He's a lot more experienced. I think he's the sort of signing that our current model... And, you know, the history signings we had last summer, you know, you look at Socrates, you look at Leno, you went for a few more established signings who were obviously cheap. If the, that 10 million fee is true, I could see us going for Tagliafico. However, I'm sort of with you. I'd, I'd like to see us get a young Scottish fullback in. Uh, I'm part Scottish, obviously, maybe a bit biased, but, you know, Tierney, I've seen a bit of him for Celtic. He looks very good. He's very good going forward. He's got a great left foot. And he's, his potential is larger than Tagliafico's, and I, I would like to Definitely. see us invest. And if you look at our current squad, we've got Monreal, who's obviously 33, 34, 32, maybe. I don't know. He's one of those. Um, he's quite old. Older, yeah. So he's, you know, he'll, he'll probably have one more season, maybe, or we'll get rid of him this summer. I mean, he's just signed a new contract, so I don't really know about that one. Um Who's the other one? Kalasanac. Obviously, he's around 25, 26. So, if you're looking for someone who'd be a bit different, you know, you would naturally be looking at Tierney. But I think we're more likely to go for someone like Tagliafico. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Would, prob- I would agree with that. Mm. I just think, you know, like you were saying earlier, Tierney, he's a, you know, he's a young Scottish lad. You know, he would be, <laughs> he would not be, not be cheap, you know, and even yeah. even if he is coming from the Scottish League, you know, it would be obviously cheaper than buying somebody from the Premier League, but they know how high his potential is, and he would not be going for a cheap cheap amount of money. So, we'll see what happens. Um, we definitely need a left back, but only time, only time will tell. So, let's get into yeah. the upcoming quarterfinal, though, against Napoli. Yeah. Well, Alfie, that was the last team we wanted to draw. Yeah, although although I think Napoli are a better team than Chelsea currently, I probably would have preferred Napoli to Chelsea. Just because I think the Chelsea, Chelsea would have, you know, they would have sort of brought a bit more hype. It would have been seen as a slightly more high-profile game, in my opinion which would have brought a bit of unnecessary distraction to our sort of top four games around there. I'd rather play Chelsea later on than I would Napoli. 
However, as you said, I think they're the best team, other than us, obviously, in the tournament. Um, them, Napoli and Chelsea. Sorry, us, Napoli and Chelsea. Uh, yeah, I was disappointed when I watched the draw. I was hoping for, you know, a little Slavia Prague or something, yeah. which That'd Chelsea nice. have obviously <laughs> got. Yeah. I mean, if you if you just look at that, you could you could rest players in those games. You can concentrate in the top four, whereas against Napoli, in both games, we have to go completely all out, yep. which is frustrating. But... As I said, I did a, a post on Instagram about this game. Uh, let me just get get it up. I said basically said uh, we shouldn't worry about them. Where is it? I agree. Yeah, I said uh, a lot of anxiety appears to be exuded from a large selection of our fam- fans online, and understandably so. They are second in Syria and ma- are managed by Ancelotti, and they have some great players, as I've said, in Signia, Mertens, Kuda, Bali. But they're not the same team as they were last season. From what I've heard, they are not as good as they were under Sarri. And as much as you can say about, you know, Jorginho midfield, I know you have some feelings about Jorginho. You don't think he's that good. Basically, for your Twitter, I've seen you say a few things about Jorginho. <laughs> as much as you want to say about Jorginho in the Premier League, he was a in Serie A, he was, he was the heartbeat of Napoli's team. You know, they had the flair players going forward, but he was what made them tick. And they massively missed him. At the same time, they missed uh, Marek Hamšík, who went to China. What a prick! Thank uh, you. <laughs> he went well, to he China can... <laughs> to uh, get his get his pension. Yep, um, had to get his sorted. Uh, but he was a superb player as well. So they missed two of their best midfield players. I, I know they've still got Alan, who's supposed to be pretty good. They've got Zielinski, who's supposed to have uh, pushed on quite a bit, but. It's not the same Napoli side. They play a different formation. They're not quite the same team as they were under Ancelotti. So, as much as this is a slightly scary tie, we shouldn't really fear Napoli, I don't think. I would agree. And and to be honest with you, um, despite, yeah, obviously, they were the last team that we wanted want to draw against. But I think that mm. I'm pretty confident going into the draw. I don't know if it's just yeah, blind, blind arrogance from me, but... I'm I'm relatively confident going into the tie. It's unfortunate that obviously we have that away leg first. I'm sure that mm. that most or our home leg first rather. I'm sure that most people would agree with me that we want to we you know we want to go there first and bring them back to the Emirates. But yeah, you can't do that every every round. So it is what it is. We have to improve away from home. We know that, mm. and I just think that even getting a draw in their place would be a good enough result. And if we could bring them back to the Emirates and just get a win, which let's be honest, I mean, we beat Manchester United at home, which I think Manchester United currently is a better team than Napoli. So. Well, isn't the, the away leg second? No, it actually, well, cause it actually had to, to change. I think. I thought it had to change. Oh no, no, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Away, yeah. away leg second. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote that down wrong. Yeah, away leg is away leg is second. We have to play him at the at the Emirates first. Mm. So that is worse. Yeah, that's a bit difficult because mm. we're gonna, you know, we're good at going out on the front foot. But the thing is about it, we have to kind of do the job in the first leg because we know how we are away from home. Yeah, we have to try to. I would. It would be nice if we could maybe smash them up like five nil or something at the Emirates and go into the into yeah. the second leg just chilling with a couple martinis and all of the day, you know. 
but I highly doubt happen. that it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I do, I do think we're going to go through though. Um, they've mm. got a few players in particular that I am, I'm going to go as far to say as I'm absolutely petrified of them. And mm. that is the likes of Lorenzo Insigne and Dries mm. Mertens. They're fantastic players, you know. Well, Insigne, what is he, like three foot? Yeah. Socrates, <laughs> Insigne, Socrates, Insigne. You know, if we play the back three, Insigne will be on that left-hand side, Socrates, right centre-back. You know what's going to happen there. Yep. Insigne's going to run through his Insigne's going to be out of the first leg. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, of the second leg. He's going to snap him in half. Yeah. Give him some Greek love. <laughs> Well, it's also worth pointing out Ospina could be playing, which could be interesting. Oh, my God. Well, he's just got that injury, so I'm not sure about his fitness levels. But, you know, obviously, my thoughts go out to Ospina during this injury period. But Ospina, we know about his his frailties at times. There's definitely a, uh, a weakness there, potentially. Yeah. And Although he did have that wonderful game at Anfield, but yeah, yeah. and the, that's the thing about Ospina, and that's why he got loaned out is because one game he'll come between the sticks and look like one of the best goalkeepers in the world, and then the next game he'll well, look like crap. Mm. Like so, it's maybe not one of the best in the world. Maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration, but yeah. he'll look he'll look solid. You know, he'll look like he'll a good look, enough yeah, keeper to, to get the starting spot, even even at Arsenal, but. Unfortunately, like you said, his frailties are just, I think, mm. overweigh his, his basically strengths. And that's mm. why we loaned him out. But I'm not even sure. Can he play in this game or no? He actually can. Um, well, I'm pretty sure he can because I remember, I don't think it applies to teams that aren't in the same league domestically. Oh. So I think I'm pretty sure... Um, well, actually, I remember James Rodriguez played against Real Madrid when he was on loan for Bayern, and he actually scored oh, at uh, at the Bernabeu, which was a bit strange to watch, just seeing a player who actually belonged to that team scoring against them. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he can play. Oh, jeez. Well, we all know how that's going to end. Mm. Oh, it's also worth pointing out uh, Emery versus Ancelotti. Last time that happened, what was the scoreline? 3-0 to Emery. PSG uh, Bayern a few years ago. So, actually, I don't know what happened in the second game, but they won 3 0 in one game. So, you know, maybe yeah, Henry's so, got the upper hand. Yeah, that's maybe. I mean, and, and hopefully going into it, I think, I think going into it, we have the better squad. Yeah, yeah, on and, paper, definitely. And we're the better, better team, probably. But it's just, we know how inconsistent we are, especially away from home. So, mm. It's it a is, difficult tie. Yeah, it's, it's an exciting one. It's an exciting one. You know, the atmosphere is going to be amazing at the Emirates. That's yeah, that is. Whereas if we got a, a Slavia Prague, I don't know. Yeah, it would have been another one of those. Exactly. Although Ren was a very good atmosphere, but that was only because we were behind. we had to get something. If we'd won the first leg two 0 it would have been pretty dead. Yeah, and that's that's the unfortunate thing about not even just our stadium, about just modern football in general. Mm. You know, fans. The atmosphere, and I saw it firsthand, you know, the Emirates atmosphere was not that. I'll be honest, the second game that I went to against Bournemouth, it's probably because we scored five, but yeah. 
the atmosphere that night was significantly better than the the day of the Southampton game. The mm. the atmosphere was just a bit. It was I, okay. I think it was okay, but it was quiet. It's it's better uh, in midweek games generally. Yeah. Yeah. See, I thought that would be opposite. No, was, midweek. Well, sometimes if it's like a, a random Thursday night in the Champions League group stage when we've already qualified. Right. And, you know, we're playing against some farmers, then it tends to be a bit bad then. But generally, if it's a Premier League game or if it's a big European game, um, the atmosphere is better in midweek. Hmm. Yeah, because the yeah the atmosphere that night at Bournemouth, and I know... Hmm. We, we, it's just something about the atmosphere, I think. You know, It's got to be sorted out. We, we could use a fucking supporter section, man. I know it's not really... Hmm. It's kind of frowned upon there. Because of obviously mm. that tragedy that happened all those years ago, but mm. I mean, they're safe standing now. You know, we have it here in America in the MLS, and it mm. just improves the atmosphere of every single stadium that it's in. So maybe that'll happen. Who knows? Who mm. cares? I do because I want to see the atmosphere become better. But Alfie, let's Fair get enough. into this. Let's get into this segment. Yes, that you came, that you stole. I'm not going to say came up with. I'm not going to credit you with coming up. Yeah, with it. I did. Geniusly I stole. stole. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. So basically, we're just going to be predicting all eight of each of the top four teams. So Spurs, Arsenal, United, and Chelsea's games. Not going to do the exact scoreline, but we're just going to do the result. Just you know, a bit of fun. We could go back to the end of the season, see what happened. Uh. So I've actually got the 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 Premier League uh predictor table thing up. Shout out worldfootball.net. Um shout out to the World Football. And Net. yeah, exactly. And I'll just be inputting the scores and see what table we end up with. I've looked at my scores and maybe I'm a bit optimistic, you know. Obviously if if you're just predicting scores and you're just you're just doing it purely based off paper, it's it you know, it's gonna be a bit sort of formatted, a bit dead, but Right. That's what makes it so hard because you have to predict who's going to have the most slip-ups. And in these four teams, there will be slip-ups. The top two, I don't think Liverpool or City will drop many points between now and the end of the season. But these four teams will drop a few in, here and there. So it's about who can get really get the edge and get these these sort of slip-ups right. Anyway, uh, let's start this. Um, pretty sure, you, yeah, yeah. Might as well just go into it. So... Let me just get the res- fixtures up. Okay, so first game, Man U Watford. What did you say for that? So Man U Watford. Yeah. I went with a United win. Yeah, same. I think that's fair enough. United are uh, been in good form recently. Yeah, you'd expect them to beat Watford at home. Uh, and we. Uh, and then, obviously, Chelsea-Cardiff on the Sunday. What are you saying for that? Um, I went with the Chelsea win in that, too. I think it'll be difficult because, mm. obviously, Cardiff is a far away from home. But, yeah, I would, I would expect uh, – it'll be a tough game for Chelsea, but I think that they'll, they'll get through it. Mm. They'll probably win. Chelsea, Chelsea win. You'd, ex- you'd expect them to, yeah. Cardiff, not particularly good at home against the big teams. You know, they lost 5-1 to United, 5-1. Five nil to City, I think. So I'd expect them to win that. Uh, big one, Liverpool Spurs. Yeah, um, I actually I went with a Liverpool win 
in that one. At first, I was thinking that maybe it would be a draw because it could be a kind of a tough game. But I just think that the honestly, the international break couldn't have come any quicker for Tottenham. They've just been in diabolical form, and yeah, I think that that form fucking is, shit. They've been fucking shit like usual, and I think <laughs> that that form is going to continue going into the or coming back from the international break. So I went with a Liverpool win. Yep, I agree. It's a potential slip-up point for for Tottenham, for sorry for Liverpool in this title race, but I just see Liverpool edging it to be honest. But anyway, Arsenal Newcastle. I'm going for an Arsenal win. I am too. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Arsenal win. Mm. I mean, at home against a team that's not in the top six. Yeah, we've got we've got a it's lot easy. of away fixtures. Yeah, it is. And yeah, that is just... what I would say about our fixtures. You know, five away games, three home games. I'm not that confident, but I've been a bit optimistic, as you'll see. Me too. Yeah, and and the thing is about it, we know how good we are at home, but it's just away from home we could be dire sometimes. So, but mm. but in that game against Newcastle, I'm pretty confident going into it. I think mm. we'll get three points out of that one. So both of us have predicted us to leapfrog Spurs into third after that round. Uh, oh, Spur. It's going to happen. Uh, next round of fixtures. Uh, where, where are we? Wolves at home to United on the Tuesday night. What are you saying? Mm, see, that one, you know, I, I, this one was difficult because part of me mm. thought that maybe United is just going to be pissed off that they got knocked out by Wolves out of the FA Cup, obviously. <laughs> but, um, no, I, to be honest with you, I think Wolves are going to be too much for United. I don't think they're going to beat them, but I think that game will end up in a draw. That's exactly what I went with. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to beat them again, but they're just so good against the B team. You know, they beat they beat uh, Spurs away. They drew away to United, Chelsea, and Arsenal. They uh, they got a point at home to City. You know, the only games they've lost against the top six were Liverpool and Spurs at home. So I think they'll I think they'll get a point. I do think they'll get a point against us later on, but we'll get on to that. Uh game Chelsea Brighton on the Wednesday. Um mm, Chelsea Brighton. That that one I would you know, I'd probably go with the Chelsea win in that one. Um, I just think Brighton this season, I thought last season Brighton were decent, you know, and I thought they didn't really get threatened with relegation at all last year. I think this season, though, their performances have declined quite a bit, so I I would probably go with the Chelsea win in that one. Chelsea win, yeah. I said that as well. Uh, Let me just put this in. This This is terrible podcasting from me. That's all right. I'm terrible. Uh, too. That's why we're together. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just do this. Uh, fuck. Uh, it's difficult to uh, maneuver two tabs. It shouldn't be, but I'm not very good at what's it called? Double task? No, what's, what's it called? The phrase for multitask. That's it. Multitask. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then it's quite a weird set of games. Uh, Spurs Palace. How have you gone, Spurs Palace? Um, at home. Uh, that's obviously going to be Tottenham's first first yep. home game as well. Finally, 
took you fucking long enough. Um, <laughs> I by the way, I saw that stadium when I was in London. Fucking shitter. It's fucking terrible. Um, I didn't. I don't want to go near that. Yeah, don't. It looks fucking terrible. Um, I but unfortunately, I just think the fucking fucks are gonna win their first home game. I don't want them to. They are. But they are. They're gonna win. Um, Crystal Palace. They've actually been. I thought they. I think they've been all right this season. You know. Mm. They, they haven't been too bad. I think Roy Hodgson hasn't hasn't playing well, but I don't think they'll be able to take Tottenham. I think Tottenham will get a win that game. Mm. Yeah, I said that as well. Uh, hang on a second. Uh, what is the next game? Uh, I've done Chelsea Brighton. This is confusing. Uh, then we go to Everton on the Sunday. What are you saying for that? Yeah, I'm actually I'm. I know I'm not confident going away from home, but that is actually one of the few away go uh, away games that I'm confident in going You're to. You're going to Arsenal win. Yeah, I think we'll win that game. Um, I've, I have not been impressed with Everton this season at all, and I think I think we should be able to overtake them. There's a few players there that I'm particularly scared of, the main one being Richarlison, obviously, but I think yeah. we'll have too much for them to handle. So I'm going with an Arsenal win. Uh, I can't say I I am the same to be honest. I I think this is one of the games we'll slip up on. You look at Everton. Yes, they've been pretty poor, but the last few games have been picking up. You know, they got a point at home to Liverpool. They beat Chelsea comfortably. Oh, I don't know. I just see us. That is going to be one of the games we'll slip up on to, for me. Um, I think there's a lot of hard away games. I initially I thought I think we'll just edge it, but I'm going for a draw. Unfortunately, well, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> you know, maybe I am a bit a bit arrogant going into it, but I just I think I I don't know. I just I I'll be honest. I don't really rate their manager that highly, Marco Silva. Mm. I don't. I do. I see. I just I don't really like him that much. I just think that I think at Watford he did well, but I don't know. Everton maybe was a bit too much of a step up for him. Mm. Fair enough. Uh, Chelsea West Ham on the Monday. We say that uh, that one actually went with a draw. Um, I a think draw. that'll be yeah. I think that'll be difficult for Chelsea. Um, that's a big game. You know, it's a London derby. Um, West Ham they've been they've been all right this season. They haven't been great. They've been relatively mediocre. But mm. yeah, I think that'll be a difficult game. And West Ham, we know how they are when the big games come around. They do play with their heart on their sleeve. So, I, I actually, yeah, I went with the draw on this one. I have surprisingly gone for a draw as well. Oh, there you go. I just, he, I don't know. Chelsea have been, as I said, shit. pretty terrible so uh, recently. Yeah. Uh, as we all know, they, they've got their problems. And, oh, I don't know, West Ham aren't that good. I don't think we should be, you know, they just scraped past Huddersfield. I've watched them a few times recently yeah. and they're not, they're not great. Three it but, was, right? <laughs> Exactly. Uh, but, I mean... It's West Ham for you, though. I don't know. Maybe this is a bit uh, This is a bit out of my heart instead of my head. I just... Yeah. I see I see them getting something from this the game. The Hammers. I've come gone, on, you Hammers. <laughs> come on, you Hammers, yeah. Did you go to their stadium? No. No, I did uh, not. I, it's, yeah, I heard it's enough. nice, but the fans hate it, so... Yeah. 
It's, it's quite a nice looking it's stadium, a nice, but nice it's, looking stadium, but it's, it's fucking, got a running track, so it you're makes a mile, the atmosphere yeah. terrible. <laughs> and you're like a mile from the fucking pitch exactly. of them binoculars. <laughs> yeah. Well, but yeah, I would say a draw in that game. I, yeah, me and you are in agreement there, definitely. Mm. Uh, Spurs, Huddersfield, pretty much an automatic Spurs. win. Yeah, let's there's be no honest. fucking way that Huddersfield <sighs> are going to get anything out of that. And you know what? I feel bad for them, but they're just fucking shit. <laughs> and they they do not even deserve to be in the league, and it's fucking embarrassing. Well, they they, they came up, um, they were good enough to come up, but I agree that current team is it's not good enough. Dude, they can't score, they can't fucking defend. They sacked their coach, who wasn't even a bad coach. He's sick, he's weeks too good of a manager for Huddersfield, and then they mm. sack him. It's just fucking embarrassing. I just I find do. them boring. I know I can't even watch him play. Just, I, I hear all of these people around me. They're like, oh, Huddersfield, oh, Huddersfield, oh, look at Huddersfield, fucking Huddersfield. Yeah. I know there's an underdog story and they shouldn't even be in the Premier League, but come on. They're just, they're fucking boring. They're, yeah, they're boring. Fucking... I can't I want more teams I... like Fulham who are just terrible defensively, so it's just yeah. fun to watch them get raped each week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't mind that either. And I like, you know what? I'm not going to say what I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I like doing the the raping, but um, oh god, Don't yeah, say that, that sounded that sounded a bit <laughs> not a bit nancy. <laughs> so Just sound rapey. I like I like to watch Arsenal. Wow, <laughs> I, I like to Just watch stop Arsenal talking. obliterate stop talking. teams. How about that? There you go. Yeah, we'll keep rape out of this. <laughs> uh. Yeah, to be fair, it was me that said it in the first yeah, place. Yeah, come on, but... Alfie. Fucking bring the worst out of me, man. <laughs> United, West Ham. West Ham, you know, could they be the team to to, to bring us success? Fucking no. Um... Yeah, <laughs> same. <laughs> same. I think United's going to win that one pretty this. easily. Yeah, West Ham. I don't know. That We both seem to have a bit more confidence about United than Chelsea at the moment, and that's sort yeah. of fair enough, I guess. Yeah. I just think all these come in there, all they're going to show chairs come in there, and he's doing quite well. You know, I, I, I still think, think that, they're overrated by the media. Me too. Yeah, similar to Tottenham. And I just think, I can't help but think if they appoint him on a permanent basis, that might be a mistake. Because. Yeah, I've I got this niggling feeling. I think they're just, they're going to appoint him on a permanent basis. It's, I think it's relatively common knowledge at this point, but they're going to fucking suck next season. I, I just I already see it. Hmm. Anyway, Liverpool Chelsea. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a good one. Um, mm. That's a good one for Liverpool. I think that I think Liverpool will probably thrash them. Um, Chelsea mm. just have not been great this season. It's at Anfield mm. too, and yeah, I'm. I think that Liverpool will probably win that game relatively easily. But yeah. with that being said, Chelsea do like to fucking be the bull in the china shop at the end of Liverpool's Premier League seasons. So mm. you never know. I did not know that was a phrase. Can't lie. Bull oh, in yeah. the China shop. That's my favorite that. one. That's, I like that. Use mm. that, man. It's, it's lovely. I like bulls. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Watford Arsenal. Yeah. Watford away. Not Difficult. too. Yeah, I'm not too confident about that one. I've got to be honest. Um, I think mm. I think we'll get a draw out of that game. They're difficult to play in their stadium. Draw. I went Arsenal win. I think we'll win. I think we'll beat them. You know, we lost last season, but we shouldn't have. Uh, both their goals shouldn't have counted. And 
This is one. In fact, in fact, out of the four difficult away games, obviously you've got Burnley as well. But out of the four main ones against these mid-table sides, this is the one I'm most confident about. I'm not sure why. Hmm. I just feel like they naturally sort of tail off towards the end of the season, and you know we're good in the in the end of the season t- traditionally. Maybe not last season, but you know previous seasons under Wenger we were, and I know it's a different regime, but I I, I fancy us for this. Anyway, I, I hope you're right. Yeah, calculating table. Okay, next fixtures we have. Uh. Man City Spurs. It's a big one. That is a big game. And that's going to be, I think, one of the most important games for both of those teams. And I just, I can't help but think that Man City will not crack under pressure. I think that, I no think City's going to win. That's going to be another raping. Yep. I, I hope so. That'll be fucking hilarious. So I think that, yeah, I think City will win this game. But it's going to be integral from both sides. Oh, fuck. Uh, Oops, just switched around the... Uh... Okay, that's yours. Uh, Arsenal Palace? Yeah, I also went City win. Arsenal Palace? Um, I think we'll win that game. I think that'll yeah, be a same. difficult one, but I, but I do yeah. think we'll end up winning that one. As I said, home games, we just win. We win yeah. home games, against, yeah. against, particularly against lower opposition. Yeah, and they're the thing is they're threatening going forward because of the pace that they have, and they're pretty they're they're all right defensively as well. But yeah, just mm. like you said, when lower ranked teams come to the Emirates, we just slap them up. So I'm pretty we confident do. about that one. We do. And that on the 20th of April is our second last home game, which is <coughs> a bit annoying to be honest. We have three away games after that in in our last four. Uh, yeah, that's not gonna be fun. What's the other one? Next game. Everton United. Um, I think I think United will get a win in that one too. Um, I'm starting to sound like a bit of an Everton hater in this podcast. I do apologize <laughs> if you are an Everton yeah, fan and stumbled Everton. upon this. Um, Anti Everton. Yeah, man. I don't even hate them, but I just yeah, I don't have I don't have confidence in them at all. I mean, they're such an inconsistent team. You know, you look yeah. at what they did against Chelsea. You know, that's a great result, winning two 0 but. Would just not be surprised to see them go turn around, play their next game against whoever the fuck it may be, and lose. You know, that's just the story of Everton, to be honest with you. That is the story of the Everton, the history of the Tottenham. Have you heard that? <laughs> no, that's I don't what, know. Uh, oh, Chiellini. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. heard that. <laughs> Good man, sign him up. The history of the Tottenham, and that will come come into stuff later on in this. Uh, I also went with the United win. I just see them winning that. It's, I said we wouldn't beat Everton, and I'm saying United are going to beat Everton. I don't know. I just have more confidence in United. I'm never <laughs> going to be that confident in us. But uh, Chelsea, Burnley. Yeah. Um, I actually, I think Chelsea will be able to get a win in that game. Burnley have been poor this season, man. I mean, they've just... Yeah. Well, they've been what you'd expect Burnley to be. Yeah, exactly. And I think they just... was That, that was last season that they that they qualified for the Europa League, right? Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it, was it was just, I think it's just the massive drop off of about 10 places. You know, it's yeah. just like, oh my Literally. God. But it's, yeah, it is the Burnley we we expect. So I, I think that Chelsea will win that game. Agreed. Bad week for Tottenham, that only, only one of the four not winning. 
Yeah, uh, that'll be a rough one. Table calculating. Uh, next, who do we have? I need to speed this up. Uh, Spurs play Brighton in midweek. Mm. Um, at Tottenham's new ground, I think, you know, Brighton, like I said, not great this season. I think Tottenham should be able to win that game. I agree. I've, in fact, I was going to say, yeah, I, spoiler alert, have put Spurs to win all of their remaining home games just because they're at home. They're at their new home, and I think that's going to give them a lift, particularly in this home game. And they've got quite winnable games, to be honest. But, yeah, I put Spurs to beat Brian. Uh, What's next? Uh, Then, on the Wednesday, we play Wolves away. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, I got a bad feeling about this one. I I think we're going to lose, to be honest with you. Lose. Um, Fair enough. I, I'm not confident. Wolves is a great team. I mean, they've got they've got a few players that I would really, really not mind um, mm. mind at Arsenal, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, I'm not confident going into that game. Obviously, we drew with them at the Emirates, so mm. going away from home to their place, they just knocked United out of the FA Cup too. And not, I'm not confident going into that game. I think we'll lose. Fair play. I have gone for a draw. I'm backing us. All right. Well, I hope you're right. Uh, that would be a nice result for us. Yeah. I think we've got more resilience about us this season, and I just see us nicking it. I was initially going to go for an Arsenal win, but I changed my mind when I was doing it. I just felt that's so oh. difficult to play against away, and our yeah. away form is terrible. But, yeah, as I said, we finished, game, we finished season strongly, so I'm going for a win, for sure. a point. Yeah, uh, it's going to be difficult. They are where they are for a reason. Exactly. City United... United at home. Yeah. Um, I actually went with the draw on that one. Um, Same. Uh, this, this always seems to happen, really. You know, United, they like to, they like to show up in this game. And obviously, you know, it's a, it's a Manchester derby. So, yeah, mm. I think that um, – I think United will manage to scrape a draw out of this. Agreed. Uh, just calculating the table. Where is that? No. No. Uh, moving on. Sorry, this is terrible. No, uh, Spurs, Spurs, West Ham. Spurs, West Ham. Yep. I'm starting to sound like Mia Khalifa here. Starting to sound <laughs> like a, a West Ham fan. Um, I think that – I think this one will end in a draw. Again, I just – I like – I like that Everton sh- or Everton. Whoops! I like that West Ham show up in the in the big games like this. You know, they they're always up for the the big London derby. So they do yeah, at think- home, but I'm not sure about away. Maybe, yeah. But I just I've got some faith in West Ham, and it also comes down to the fact I fucking hate Tottenham. So I think <laughs> I think it'll be a draw. I can again not say that I share your optimism. I think Spurs will win this. I think they're winning their remaining home games, just because. This new stadium is going to give them the lift. There's going to be a good atmosphere. So, as much as I hate to say it, they're going to win that game. They are. Uh, what's the next one? Uh, United Chelsea. Ooh, that one's that one's always a pretty decent game, you know. They're, they have a little a little derby going on there. Um, mm, 
I would probably, you know, I'm going to go with the United win though. Um, I think that, I think there'll be too much for Chelsea. I think United have improved drastically over or under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Chelsea just looked the shadow of their former selves this season. Draw. Sorry, uh, United win. Yeah, I went so, with the win. Yeah. I went with the draw. I, I can see uh, that too. I don't know. I just I feel like I'm if I don't give them a draw, I'm massively undervaluing Chelsea's performance. I, I don't think they're that bad, you know. And I know losing away to United doesn't mean you're bad, but most of United's big performances this season so far have been away. So I don't True. know. I just see Chelsea getting a point where because they'll have to have maybe a bit more possession. So yeah, I'm going a point. Uh, Leicester away for us. Um, I actually went with an Arsenal win in that one. Yes. Um, I, I think it's going to be difficult, though. I, I rate Leicester, to be honest with you. And I, yeah, same. Claude Puel, you know, it was it was time for him to be sacked. Let's have it right. And I think mm. Brendan Rodgers, he's a good manager. So it's yeah, gonna he's be revitalized difficult. them. Yeah, it's gonna certainly. Be difficult. And they've got some damn good players at Leicester. I mean, let's have it right. You know, Ben Chilwell, Harry Maguire. You know, I know mm. Jamie Vard is getting a bit old, but he's still got it about him. You know, they've got that really young Monaco kid that they just brought in on loan, uh, Yuri Tielemans. Tielemans, yeah, yeah fucking good player. So it's going to be difficult, but I think we'll get a win out of it. Yeah, same. Uh, Brighton at home. Uh, I think, yeah, that one's pretty standard. I'm pretty confident going into that one. Again, lower ranked team at the Emirates. Pretty standard win. win, I think, for us. We win. Uh, Spurs away at Bournemouth. Ooh, you know what, Alfie? Mm. I hate Tottenham, my friend. <laughs> and I've always had this respect for Bournemouth because it just this a little this little eleven thousand seater stadium. Mm. I think will get to Tottenham, and I think it'll be a draw that game. I agree. It I is the just, history of the Tottenham. It is the history of the Tottenham. To to bottle it near the end of the season, they're gonna do it. That's I could do it. It's a and fucking inevitable. I already know it. They're yep. going to win their home games, but... They're going to draw. They're going to draw their away games or lose yep. away at City and, and Liverpool and draw against uh, Bournemouth. I agree. Uh, what's next? Huddersfield United guaranteed Huddersfield win. Yeah, definitely. Huddersfield 8-0. <laughs> no, definitely. Uh, I definitely won't see United win in that one. There's yeah. no fucking way Huddersfield I agree with that. anything out of that. Uh, and finally... Who is it? Uh, Chelsea at home to Watford. Um, I actually went with a draw in that game. Oh. Yeah. Um, Big I, Watford fan you seem to be as well. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. They, uh, they, the, the cojones. <laughs> Troy Deeney is luring me there. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I think I, – I just think Watford's a decent team, man. They're in the semifinals now of the FA Cup too. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them give Chelsea a really hard time in this game. I go with the draw. I've got a Chelsea win, to be honest. I can see where you're coming from, but I just think Chelsea will, will pit them. I hope game. you are wrong. <laughs> yeah, so do I. But I'm not too threatened by Chelsea as I am nearly as much as I am from like United, for example. Mm. Well, yeah, fair enough. I'm pretty confident uh, we'll finish above Chelsea. Yeah, well, that brings us into the final game of the season. Mm. Uh, Burnley away for us. 
Yeah, that's like the fucking worst. Like that's like Arsenal's nightmare. <laughs> that game going up against the the prison war, shot the Dutch himself. You know, and uh, they they may need to win that to stay up. I know, and they're gonna have they're gonna be fucking trying their asses off in that game, dude. Lumping it up to oh my scum god, up front, Barnes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm some folks. Crouching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just but you know what? To be honest with you. We usually, you know, we do usually pretty okay our last game of the season. So. Yeah, well, you know what's going to happen in that game. We'll get a 93rd minute handball offside <laughs> winner <laughs> or, uh, to send nice... them down and for us to get third. That's oh, I, would, I would not mind that at all. I do, I do think we're going to win that game, though. It's going to be fucking yeah. difficult, but I think we're going to win that game. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Uh Spurs are at home to Everton. Yeah, I actually went with the Tottenham win in that one, unfortunately. <laughs> you um, really hate Everton. I fucking hate them. But no, I'm just <laughs> no I, do, I just don't have any faith in them, dude. Same. I just know and how they said, are. Spurs are going to win their home games. Yeah, I just, you know, they're opening the stadium late as shit. The fans are going to mm. have some sort of achievement filling their heart for once in their lives. So the atmosphere is going to be fucking electric there. So, yeah, mm. I, I would agree with that. I think a Tottenham win that one. Fair play. And United at home to Cardiff. Uh, United win. Cardiff, yeah, so they're going to be done. So Burnley probably be... won't even need to win their game if Cardiff lose that. Uh, no, I, I think Depending Cardiff on how down. the table goes. Uh, and Chelsea are... Where is Chelsea? Chelsea are away at Leicester. I went with the draw. Same. You are very anti-Chelsea. A fucking dude, they're probably genuinely one of my least fucking favorite teams. I cannot mm. stand them. Well, but that that did not come into this. I promise, I'm not that biased. I actually, I don't, I don't have a lot of faith in Chelsea this season. Mm. I think anyway, should we look at our tables? I've got okay. I'll tell you mine first, then I'll go over yours. Mine, yeah. I've gone Arsenal. Well. According to this, Arsenal actually leapfrog Man City because I didn't put any results in for Man City. But Arsenal, 80 points, third. Spurs, second. Sorry, Spurs, fourth with 77. United just missing out with 76 in fifth. And Chelsea in sixth with 72. Uh, yeah, maybe a bit ambitious, but it's realistic. Oh. I went with six Arsenal wins and two draws, which again... Might be a bit ambitious, but you never know. Um, I went with five Tottenham wins, two, one draw and two defeats. And I went with, but they still made top four in mine. Whereas in yours, Arsenal third, 79 points. So one point off mine. So he was slightly less optimistic yeah. as me. Uh, Spurs made it into the top four in yours. Oh, no, that, no, they didn't. I forgot to put in your result on the final day. United leapfrog Spurs for you, which I would yep. love to see. I think that's going to happen. I'm going to be yeah. fucking completely honest. I think United's going to finish in the top four. Mm. Well, they finished one point behind us and yours with 78. Fifth was uh, Spurs with 75. And Chelsea, 69. You were very <laughs> anti I think you had Chelsea winning, what, twice? <laughs> oh, let's see. Hold on. You got them to finish nine <laughs> points behind United. <laughs> Yeah, I would have him winning two games. 
three draws. Three draws. Look at the results. They've got their fixtures. They've got Cardiff, Brighton, West Ham. No fucking way, man. And Leicester. And you've got for them to get two wins out of them. I'm telling you, man. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) I just, I don't think that, I do, man. I don't have any fucking faith in Chelsea, dude. That fan base seems like completely divided. Their best mm. player wants to leave. Their coach Transfer can't smoke ban. cigarettes on the. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just it's a catastrophe there right now. So yeah, seriously, it doesn't even fair come down play. to an agenda. I mean, I to be fair, only have them three points better off, but still, I think it's just they've had a really fucking rough season, man. Mm. Well, that is it. That is what we think. We'll come back to this. Arsenal yeah. 80 points, Tottenham 77, United 76, Chelsea 72 for me, and Arsenal 79, United 78, Spurs 75, Chelsea 69 for you. Mine, I've got to say, was a bit tighter, but mine is slightly I'm more a... ambitious. But we've both got Arsenal coming third, so we're yes. both optimistic. Maybe yeah, a bit man. unrealistic, but you never know. No, no, to be honest with you, man, I think that we have a really, really good chance of finishing in the top four of the season. Mm. And I just – I can't help but think Tottenham are really going to struggle at the end because it really just kind of seems like when any kind of pressure gets put onto them, they just bottle it. You know, they crumble. Mm. And, and you know, let's not forget to mention they have, you know, Man City in the Champions League. You that's know, true. so that's going to be adding two extremely tough games to their mm. schedule. United, Barca. Yeah, exactly. So – that's yeah, it's going to be difficult. So I yeah. suppose that is one thing to say where Chelsea could come in as a dark horse, just the fact that they're playing spot uh, Slavia Prague, so you know could rest a few players there. Yeah, I mean it's possible. I, I I don't mean to sound like a complete Chelsea hater. I do not like them. I will be honest, but I just I am a complete Chelsea hater. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm trying not. I I really was making these, and I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to do the math because I have mm. the math on here too. But I was like, I'm not even going to do the math until I add them up. And I just so happen to have Arsenal coming in third, above yeah, same. Tottenham, one so. point above United. Yeah, and I just I, I, I think above that's Spurs. How end. I think mm. we'll get into the Champions League next season. I think we'll probably get absolutely fucked. When we get into the Champions League, I think <laughs> I we'll, probably, we'll probably make it to the group it. stages, but I could just, dude, I could totally see it just coming back again. What usually happens, you know, oh, United draw or Arsenal draw against fucking Barcelona. You know, it's like, <laughs> God damn it. That's definitely going to happen. Yeah. We'll like get it, Barca or Bayern in the last 16. It happens all the time because the freaking, they hate us almost as much as the FA do. Mm. But, Alfie, it's been a pleasure, my friend. I like that segment. That was fucking genius, dude. It was. And I know you didn't come up with it, so I'm not crediting you. I'm crediting the podcast that you stole it from. Um, (laughs) No, fuck that, dude. They did did it with 10 games left, though, so it was was sort of original in that sense. Oh, see, there you go. You edited it. You edited a video. Exactly. There you go. Bada bing, bada boom. But, uh... Yeah, I hope it does end that way because we both have Arsenal finishing in the top four. Obviously, the main objective for us this season was to to get Champions League football again. So, we will see what happens. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. We do appreciate you. Obviously, I plug us all the time at the end of these podcasts. 
Follow me on Twitter at Daniel underscore Fenton. Tune into my YouTube channel, Daniel Fenton. I've been posting a little bit more frequently, not consistently, I wouldn't say, because I don't do anything consistently. Um, and keep tuning into these podcasts because we do appreciate your views and everything like that. Alpha, you go ahead and plug yourself, and we will draw this beautiful Audible experience to a close. Uh, follow we.love.u.arsenal on Instagram, closing on 19K, and subscribe to Alfie Coleshaw or ACTV. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Thank you for coming along. We will see you all after this dreadful international break. And hopefully, we'll see you next Tuesday. We'll see you in the final stretch of the season. We'll see you on the final stretch. Thanks for listening. See you guys later.